Hello and welcome Hi. to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Monday, December 30th, 2019. Just a few days left in the year, Matt. The decade, Will. The decade. The decade. What a decade it was. It was pretty solid, actually. Yeah, it was okay. I'll take it. Looking back on it, it, it went pretty well. This is, of course, the Locked on Spartans podcast. My name is Will Hunter. That is Matt Sheehan. We are back with you for four shows this week. We're going to take one day off because it's New Year's. Matt's on vacation. And frankly, you should be just so over the moon happy that he's making time out of his day. (laughs) That's a spirit. To talk to you guys. Matt, are you one to ten? Like, where are you on the inebriation scale? You know what? I, I, I was up there earlier, but I've also had a hellacious cough. The last few, well, just weeks, really. And so I thought, you know what? Maybe we'll stop the Corona train early and start drinking <laughs> water. Have you found <laughs> your beach? So right now, I'm, I, 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 oh my, I was neck deep in my beach earlier. Uh, but right now, I'm probably at like a three or a four. But earlier, for the game, the Western Michigan game, oh boy. We were, we were cooking about like seven or eight. It was nice. We, we were nice. enjoying ourselves. Yeah, We were yeah. cooking. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about that, although... I don't know. We had some, we were, we we're pre-show meeting and this was before Cassius was ruled out. Do we yeah. want to talk about any basketball today or are we going to save that? Let's just save it maybe for the third segment, perhaps. Okay. Um, okay. And yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'll, I'll just save all my takes for that. That could be a 30 second segment because that's all I really have to talk about. Ah, uh, no, 45 seconds. There, there's another thing. That, yeah. That we can add in there. So, yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about the pinstripe bowl a little bit. We're going to talk about Michigan state football kind of broad spectrum here. Broad That's what scope. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about some football things and whatnot. So that's kind of the plan for today's show. Football centrics. Not a lot you can take away from Michigan state, just destroying a, a totally helpless and hapless Western Michigan team. Um, But there are some interesting things, Um, so maybe we'll get to it in segment three. Maybe we'll get to it uh, tomorrow. So that's the plan for today's show. Let's jump right into it because Matt is sick. I am sick. Everyone is sick. This is everything is terrible. Yeah, we're sick. We're dope, Will. Hey. Okay. We just lost half our listeners there. I'm sorry. Do you want to get fired? Do you want to get fired? Not not necessarily. I have enjoyed uh, my time here on this podcast. <laughs> I that's that's would, my encapsulation for you on the podcast. I yeah fair. sigh. Yeah, no, that's totally <laughs> tough, but fair. It's yeah. <laughs> um. So Michigan State beats Wake Forest in the Pinstripe Bowl <clears throat> in the as perfect I gently game. clear the my throat. Perfect game. Uh, I think we. And many other people. It wasn't just us. A lot of people owe these two teams a little bit of an apology. This oh, wasn't. D- do we though? I uh, hold on, I, hold uh, on, hold hold on. Okay, okay. This wasn't certainly a banner football game. Th- this is not the game. Feel free to just like stifle that at any point. Dude, I, I'm, I'm trying to cover my microphone, and I must not know where it is on my laptop because I covered it on my headphones, and it's still off the radar for the cough. Yeah. Fortunately, so Matt will be buying a real microphone very soon now that he's been paid. 
for uh, I, his work. I'm just so sorry, everyone. I, I mean, anyway. don't get me wrong, Will. I, I'm a little sorry for you, just marginally sorry, but I'm really sorry for the listeners. I, I, they expect a C-rate product, but my coffee has been giving them a D-rate product. <sighs> anyway, that football game that was played in Yankee Stadium the other day. Football in a baseball stadium. Uh, so this this wasn't a time capsule game. It's not a game you put save for later and then in 100 years when football is extinct, you go, <laughs> ah, remember the good old days? This is what football was. This is this wasn't that game. It's very forgettable. I'll forget mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. uh, in oh, the next couple of months. Oh, I hope to, yes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great mm-hmm. if I could. I probably won't, but I hope to. I aspire but, to. But going into this bowl season, you, I, and a million other people – when we're going through, all right, what are the absolute most catastrophically terrible football games we do not want to watch? Mm-hmm. Pinstripe Bowl was a surefire top three. That baby Without a was... Without a doubt, yeah. yeah. That baby was in there. Um, mm-hmm. And again, wasn't pretty, wasn't clean, was really just not great football, but... It was perfect for us, though, and I'll get to that later, how it was the perfect <laughs> game, but yes. It it was wonderfully entertaining in that way that only bowl games can provide. Yes. You're like, we're playing a team with gold helmets that we never see, and people are fumbling it, fat guys mm-hmm. are getting touchdowns, Yeah, weird things are happening, and it was just sort of a chaotic, fun um, environment, and we're really like one touchdown away each side, which could have been possible certainly uh, towards the end there from it being a game that was like that was actually really fun like it was solidly fun and entertaining and weird but we're close to having like wow that was that was really fun anytime you get to see a defensive lineman run a touchdown into foul (laughs) territory uh is yeah that just brings it up from i don't know we'll call it a three out of ten to baseline seven out of ten, just no matter what happens the rest of the game. I mean, that alone was great. I thought he's didn't he score in center field? Ah, oh, crap! Did he? Oh, I man. think so. I'm trying All to right. picture the layout. I thought it was center field, and then yeah, Mike Panashuk picks up the most necessary and worthwhile celebration penalty in the history yeah. of college football. I mean, you talk about making a count. That was that was a special moment. Yeah, like. Come on. The old curtain call salute in Yankee Stadium, big yes. time. I, like, like, I, I thought they were going to benefit him. I thought they were going to flag Wake Force for letting him do that. Like, I thought that's mm-hmm. what the flag was for for a second. Like, oh, oh, kick yes. it off from the 35. No, no, no. You get the kick off from the 50 now. Like, that's what it should have been. Yeah. 15 yards, Wake Forest getting clowned. Like, that should be yeah. a penalty. Yes. There should be, and I'm not even joking, there should be a rule that when a 300 pound plus person scores a touchdown in college football, mm-hmm. we take the, the celebration penalty sliders and we turn them all the way off. Yes. Yes. It, it's like, it's like when you dunk on someone in basketball, you should get 15 free seconds to do whatever you want after mm-hmm. hang on Absolutely. the rim, smack, talk the player, smack, talk the opposing coach, flip off the fans, 15 seconds, anything, anything goes. If you're over 300 bills in a football game, and you score a touchdown, you get until the kickoff, actually, to do whatever you want, is, is what it should be. Yeah, this is, um, like, no rules. I don't even know, like, Eliminator Wrestling, what's that? You don't know. You don't uh, do I, wrestling. Please, Will, come on. Uh, the one where they all go in and, and the last one out wins, whatever it's called. No rules. It's just mm-hmm. It should be no rules. 
chaos. You can survivor series. Is that what it's survivor called? Survivor series. I don't know. He can. I don't use, know either. He can use props. He can take a cameraman's camera and spike it into the ground. He can do whatever <laughs> he wants. Yes. If he's three hundred pounds and scores a touchdown, that yeah. was glorious. And just for a lot of people, you and I and Spartan fans know what Mike Panashuk looks like. Oh, yeah. I would say a lot of people tuning into that game, a good chunk, mm-hmm. had never seen Mike Panashuk before in their life. And why would they? He's a defensive lineman. Uh, of course, right, yeah. He's he's a gap eater. He's a man eater. Like that's, mm-hmm. He doesn't do sacks. He doesn't do tackles for a loss. He just eats eats freaking punches for yeah. an hour. Like That's his football game. He just gets hit, and right. that's it, and does a great job at it. So nobody ever sees Mike Panashuk. And when he took his helmet off. (laughs) Yes. The world saw a 45-year-old unionized construction worker that's been working on highways for the better part of uh, 30 years, even before he was legally able to do it. So, yeah, it was great. You see a man whose parents circumvented child labor laws to get him working hard labor when he was 14. Big time. And he's been stuck in a mountain range for like six months. (laughs) Yes, yes. When he's not working on Metro Detroit roads, he drives to Appalachian and just lives in the middle of the mountains with him it was, and his trusty steed. And it's, uh, yeah, that's that's the life of Panashuk. Yeah, it was glorious. Just bald as can be, big monstrous mm-hmm. beard, just yes. looking like a, an absolute caveman. It was spectacular. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. For everyone seeing that for the first time, for him, for all big people out there, all linemen, all defensive linemen, like that was the dream. He lived it, baby. It was amazing. It was amazing. Were there and any other highlights of this game or no? Penalty. <laughs> um, I mean, there were, but that was that was the uh, one. Yeah, relatively, no, there weren't. Nothing that <laughs> even comes close to touching that. But yeah, Kenny Willick has had a nice game. Ah, uh, God. God. I'm gonna miss him so much. Yeah, we're I'm just, gonna. I'm just gonna miss him so much. Well, we're gonna spend time, you know, uh, in the coming weeks, months. Uh, we'll do some of this once, uh, like NFL draft season starts, because we'll get to talk about Kenny Moore and you know yeah. Brian Lewerke stuff like that. We're gonna be doing plenty of career retrospectives, looking back on you know different guys, what they meant to the program. Yada, yada, yada. So we're not going to do a ton of that today. But yeah, um, there was a play towards the end of the game where Kenny got double teamed mm-hmm. and he was getting held ridiculously. I mean, that narrows it down to only 40 plays, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. He got his head like yanked off at one point. But there was like a deciding play where Wake Forest double teamed him and he just like just killed a double team <laughs> as well as you could. And got to the quarterback, and it was just like, yeah, I'm going to freaking miss that guy. He is just... I know. Uh, he's just a, a joy to watch play football. And a freaking walk-on, like, are you kidding me? It, I it's just know. An incredible, I incredible know. career. Such a likable guy. God, I'm going to miss him. Yeah, going to miss him. Um, but yeah, Michigan State uh, ends the season with a victory. Let's... Uh, <clears throat> let's Hang tight here for a quick sec. We'll come back and we'll talk about how this means absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things. Sure. All right, Matt. Can I just talk about how this was the like the actual perfect game? Yeah, you've been wanting to for get Michigan this take State. Out there. Go ahead. I mean, it, it was 
a, a perfect balance between everything we saw this season. Yeah. But with a Spartan victory. Everything yeah. we saw this season, <laughs> the red zone struggles, just refusing to score the football. A cornerback, not going to name names. I'm not that kind of person. Yeah, well, I kind of am. But today, I'm not. The same cornerback getting burned for touchdowns. Just that that happened. Your kicker missing got, chip shot field goals. That was a push off. It I was. The, it, it was definitely a push off. It I was a push off. Josh. I once. I, I didn't say names. I, didn't I, say did, names. I did. I will but, defend Josh Butler for that one specific play. That was a push off. It was definitely a push off. But when it happens for like the fifteenth time this season, it's like holy crap, holy crap. Uh, the same tackle again. I'm not a name namer. Getting burnt on the edge, ah, 15 times a game, seemingly. That that happened as well. Did I already mention the kicker? No. Okay. Why isn't he a senior? I remember a few episodes <laughs> previous, we thought he was a senior. That was very exciting. <laughs> Looked up, he's actually a junior. Any chance he goes to the NFL, you think? Any chance he declares for the draft? Um, I don't think kickers with the range of 45 yards are welcome in the NFL. Mm, what if they hit those kicks at like a 60% rate? Do you think they will or no? I would say no. Hmm. Okay, so other than that, let's go down the list. Did I mention kickers yet or, or no? Um, you literally just yeah. did. No, I know. It's, it's, so it was just a, a great summation of the whole entire season. But, 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 but with a win. Yeah, we we did everything that has been killing us the entire season. But God bless you, Wake Forest. You're Wake Forest. So it all worked out for the green and white. And we got a program win, Will. It was great. We did it, Will. We did it. <laughs> it was the perfect win. game. It was the perfect game. It was so great. Ah, uh, just everything to remind you that why you should be excited that the season is finally ending. But also, Will, Will, they won. They won, Will. It's great. How does it get better? Well. <clears throat> I should not have asked that question. Should not have asked that one. They are, just from this game, returning uh, like 120-something of their 177 rushing yards. You know, you lose the rookies 46. Sure. They are returning all but three of their receiving yards. They had 320 receiving yards. You're losing Daryl Stewart's three. Yeah. Um, so 317 of those. You're returning your receiving touchdown. Um, you're not returning your rushing touchdown because Lewerke ran it in. But Sure. You know. Yeah. There's just a lot of young skill talent. and I There thought is. Anthony Williams Jr. I thought looked good. Needs the ball more. Um, mm-hmm. He had his moments, yeah. Yeah, speedy nailers, same, 5 for 60, needs the ball more, one carry for 10 yards, Elijah Collins, when there was room, did some, I don't know how he meets somebody in the hole and gets out of it untouched. Like you That's have just to how usually, he rolls, I mean, yeah, <laughs> usually, he's, he's a special player. Usually you have to run those people over, or like run outside of them, he just like wiggles around them, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if... if they could figure out quarterback. There's a lot to like on this uh, offense um, pending, like we've talked about, pending 
staff changes, stuff like that. Um, yeah, quarterback and offensive line. Like, I, I get that we do have talented players. You got the J.D. Duplains, the, the Sam X, the Devontae Dobbs. Mm-hmm. But as we know from this year, uh, depth is kind of important for that position group. So, yeah. Yeah, and they're pretty much all coming back, so. Yeah, I, and that's we'll great see. and all, but is is it great, though? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, most of those players, I'm, that's great that they're coming back. But others, it's like, whoo, but I have not seen a lick of progress from you in the last two, three years here. So, again, <sighs> pending staff changes. <laughs> Uh, okay, but like it's very hard to think staff well, hold changes on, hold when on, hold I on. personally. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on. Okay, okay, okay. There. I said pending staff changes, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. leads me to my next point. Oh, that's a, that. That's called a segue. That's called a professional move. I see what you're doing now. I. Mm-hmm. Am. Go on. Really thinking that. There's going to be like like Jim Bowman's going to retire and that's sure. It. That's where I was going to go with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The more, <clears throat> I mean, they had what they have four hundred and four hundred night. They had five hundred yards of offense basically. Mm-hmm. Wake Forest yeah. gives up points in bunches. It's not a good defense. It was. It's. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's very bad. Yeah, and it it, even despite that wasn't a really great offensive performance. It was just kind of mediocre. They had a defensive Mm -hmm. touchdown. They kicked too many field goals. Yada yada yada. Do you know what they didn't hit in their bingo card though? Was like a third and twenty or a fourth and twenty conversion? That like (laughs) when I went through like my whole like it was a perfect game thing. Like that's the one. No, not the one thing. But that was one of two things. That MSU did not hit on the like perfect game and uh, they disaster tried. season. They they oh they tried very hard because they came was... two yards away from converting a third and twenty on a quarterback and he stopped. Run. Matt, yes. he stopped running. Yes, yes, he yes. He stopped yes. running. Um, so it was that and yeah. getting stuffed on a fourth and one run that yeah, was the only got, two things converted. away. They converted. They converted. <laughs> if they hit those two plays, that would have been the superfecta of Michigan State mishaps that they could have finally done to cap off the season of the Pinstripe Bowl. But they didn't. They only did everything else other than that. So, anyway, yeah. I so, forgot what you were talking about. What were you talking about before I went on that tangent? I'm sorry about that. Just a, a sure sign of good coaching is when the same mistakes that have plagued you all year um, hmm. continue to plague you <laughs> yes. all year. Yes, yes. But in a win. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget that. Yeah, you beat an eight-win Wake Forest team out of the powerhouse how, ACC. How bad is the ACC, man? How bad it's, is the ACC? Wait, that Wake Forest team was seven and one. That, that is just disgusting. That is how oh, bad man. the ACC is. Yeah, They're terrible. Their lone loss was to uh, Clemson, fifty-two to three, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember Clemson was like getting what twenty eight and a half points at home against Clemson. I thought, oh my god, the Demon Wait, D because they haven't lost all year. They, they, of course, they could cover twenty eight and a half. The ranked. Well, they did not cover twenty eight and a half at all. It was horrible. No. So yeah, they um, they certainly do some interesting things. Uh, they make the mm. most of the talent they have. They've got like three good football players. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, yeah, like I can't imagine how hard of a job that Wake Forest job is. 
impossibly hard. Dave Clawson's gotten them to four straight bowls, and now they're three and one in bowls. Like, holy crap, good job. They're not good. That team probably wouldn't have made a bowl if they played in the Big Ten. And it's not like the Big Ten's Ten's just like solid. If Wake Forest Mm -hmm. in the Big Ten East, they are winning one conference game. They're beating Rutgers. Yeah. And then probably beat Maryland. So they win two conference games. Yeah, and then maybe making it interesting against Indiana before losing in double no, overtime. No, they so. would get housed by Indiana. Ah, I think they make it interesting. Nah, Indiana's good, man. You doubt? Oh, Indiana. I know they are, but like, wait, like it would be one of those like fifty-seven to fifty-four games. That'd like be a fun game. This is not a Big Ten game. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, what you're getting at here, I think, is that um, beating Wake Forest, not mm-hmm. much to uh, write home about. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think you think so. I don't think a lot of our listeners think so. But do you know who will think so? The man in charge of making staff decisions. So, yeah, I think it's crazy how I've gone from like two months ago thinking that like Daytona is going to retire. We're going to go with a clean slate for the coaching staff to now here we are today thinking that maybe just Jim Bowman retires and that's it. Like (laughs) that's that's where I stand with this whole coaching staff thing. Two months, I, I thought, oh, okay, 11 new bodies, let's go to pity retirement slash courtesy firing slash golden parachute. <sighs> yeah, so that's where, we, uh, that's where we are right now. So well, let's, uh, let's keep talking about it. We'll pause here for a sec. We'll come back with more uh, just wonderful thoughts about football. Matt? Will? I have some questions about QBR. Oh, my. I bet I have more questions about QBR. You know what QBR is, right? Yeah. Yeah, Kind of, yeah. It's ESPN's proprietary stat that attempts to further um, illustrate, be more accurate, more... um, Mm -hmm. I guess accurate is just the best way to say it, than typical passer rating. Um, Right, yeah. You know, your, your quarterback rating over time, you can kind of realize it's wholly dependent on stats and it doesn't necessarily equate to good quarterback play. Whereas QBR tries to bridge that gap. Mm -hmm. Cody White's QBR. (laughs) Okay. uh, Quite the start to the sentence. Yes. Was (laughs) 1.3 out of 1.4. I'm assuming that's uh... out of a hundred. Ah, I don't know how he has a 1.3 QBR instead of a zero QBR. Uh, you got me too. Seems to me he had one pass. He Mm -hmm. missed a wide open touchdown and threw Mm -hmm. it poorly to someone else. What do you have to do? Probably just deflate the football and get a shovel and bury it in the ground four feet deep. That's probably what gets you a zero. I love the stat that like just dirting the ball, turfing the ball every time. And the NFL gives you a quarterback rating of like 34.6. Right. Yeah. Just showing up. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Just snap it. Turf the ball, 34.6. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's it's yet, like showing up to the ACT, <laughs> signing your name, and getting a 12 on it. Yes. I mean, it's, yeah, it's you great. get four yeah. points for getting your name right. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, and yet people will finish NFL games with quarterback ratings like in the 20s. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, what a what a great stat. But, yeah, that just caught my eye going through the box score here. 1.3. I'm sure it did, yeah. That's, that's quite the stat. All right. I wrote a thing. Yeah, yeah, you did. 3,300 words, 3,300 words, doing a deep dive on a question we all know the answer to. Is Mark D'Antonio a bad recruiter? 
not if you take his word for everything and think that he legitimately got all of his plan A guys and everything. <laughs> um, if, if that's the case, then yeah, great recruiter. Uh, if you look at the 247 composite or any reputable recruiting site, eh, go on, Will. What, what does well, it say? <laughs> I just looked at, you know, some data compared Michigan State to teams with similar records in the same year in the recruiting rankings. And mm-hmm. shockingly, Michigan State fell about 10 spots below the average class ranking of teams with similar records to huh. them. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. So huh. Um, you can read that spartanswire.usatoday.com. Um, but it's sort of, I just wanted to throw that out there as a way to transition, if you will, to the next couple of months for Michigan State. What what does it look like? What do you think it looks like and what do you want it to look like? Keeping in mind that, you know, it's the end of December right now. We've got a month and a half or so until signing day. Michigan State is going to add a number of football players to their mm. class still. Um, they just... They just offered a cornerback out of Texas who's going to be like the second lowest ranked recruit in their class when he commits. Um, So just like, you know, continuing the trend, plan A guys. Uh, What is, yeah, what does the next couple of months look like, do you think, and what do you want it to look like? Uh, I want it to look like we have a somewhat clear picture and the, i'm gonna try to be reasonable with what i want it to look like i would love sure. to say like oh i, I want to get Tua uh from the transfer portal fully healthy but no like realistically i want to get a somewhat clear picture on the quarterback battle whether okay. that's theo day living it up to the hype uh rocky lombardi miraculously jumping up ahead and looking competent finding a decent quarterback uh an older guy in the transfer portal mm-hmm. Which I you. think could very well be a possibility. Although, yeah, Matt, the word on Peyton Thorne is pretty nice. I mean, he's got good film. The kid's got an arm. I mean, I, I, I know everyone looks good in their film. No one is putting bad tape out there in high school. But oh, the the scout team word on Peyton Thorne. Oh yeah. Oh is, oh yeah. Sounding nice. Oh, it sure is. It's matching up with that high school film they put out. I mean. A 55-yard bomb in stride is a 55-yard bomb in stride. I mean, we like to see that. But, yeah, so that's, I guess, the number one, two, and three thing I want to see in the offseason. I mean, of course, other bodies for the transfer portal, whether it be the offensive line, defensive front seven. I mean, I mean yeah, defensive secondary wouldn't hurt either. I mean, just bodies from the transfer portal. Um, because the recruiting class is almost pretty much set up. So, um, What about, like yeah. – program wide things. Cause like the one thing I want to see, I want to see that to, you know, finish mm-hmm. out the class in a decent way. I just yeah. want clarity. I just, I, okay. I, you I, know what? Yes. Now, now that you say that word clarity, uh, Antonio had the quote after the game that what, that like seven and six is not the bar or that's as low as our it's, expectations it's can the, go. Right. It's is the that what bare he minimum. He said it's the, the bare, bare minimum. minimum. <laughs> so when you say the bare minimum like that, okay, what does that mean? That You're means a getting Mouse rid. Program? That it does mean that, but if you don't fire your coaches that made that the bare minimum, that so reached the bare yeah. minimum two years in a row, yeah. then you're not a serious program. Like, don't say that that's the bare minimum 
back-to-back seasons and then not do anything. And that's, okay, back to your question of what I want to see happen. I want to see four new coaches minimum on the staff this year. What will we see happen? Going back to our conversation earlier, we'll just Jim see Bullman, Bullman walk. We'll just see Jim Bullman walk and fish for the rest of his life and bring in some other hack coach, and that's going to be it. I mean, so, yeah, that's – to answer your question from a program level, yeah, that's what I want to happen is D'Antonio to back up his talk of talking about bare minimum, what will happen. Not that, so – ah, but ah, I've, been, I've been proven wrong before. I've been proven wrong before. Will, this is going to shock you. I'm Ron. I'm Ron a lot of times. So hopefully this is one of them. I just don't think I am, though. If Dan Enos rejoins the staff. Oh, 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 oh God. <laughs> uh, I will say uh, Harlan Barnett can come back. Sure. If he wants. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm fine with Harlan Barnett coming back. Yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, the whole thing at Florida State just seemed like an outright disaster. I mean, oh, his, all around. His quotes, he had quotes in The Athletic saying, like, yeah, you know, he was saying, I don't regret it. You know, every journey, you learn something, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. I wouldn't be the person Yeah, I am and today $800,000, yeah. $900,000 will help, too. I mean, yes, yeah, that, yep. that's going to help him. Yeah, that doesn't hurt. Um, but he did say, you know, I what I learned is that instead of just looking at a job from the surface, like, oh, defensive coordinator, Florida State, national power, big money, duh. You need to look further and who you're going to be working for, who else is going to work there. Not in so many words, saying Willie Taggart sucked, everything sucked, the program was a disaster. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I do think it's it's possible that he potentially does come back. We'll see. Um, he can probably get a good job somewhere else too if he he still wants to run his own defense. Right. Yeah. Aside from that, yeah, I just want clarity. I just want like D'Antonio says, yeah, complete the circle. I want to make a run at a Big Ten. I want to do this. Then like start making decisions mm-hmm. that suggest you actually want to do that because last year running it back that's a one-year move Mm -hmm. like i don't want to give the keys to the car better have made it count too and they did not make it count so yeah he said i don't want to give the keys to the car someone i don't know and just have it not work out that would frustrate me well like that's a that's an extremely short-sighted view. Like if you brought in uh, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator X and say they were up and down this yeah. year, but started to work in the system, you could see some progress by the end of the year. Well, then you hope next year it pays off and the years after that, you've got guys multiple years into a system and down mm-hmm. the road, you see dividends. Keeping everybody in reshuffling was just like, let's oh, fit you, quick you, fix. You handed, you, totally. you handed the keys to your car to the person <laughs> that got in four accidents in the last two months. Like that, that's that's what you did. I mean, why not just throw the keys to someone else that's never driven the whip before? I mean, yeah. It's, it's, he says he wants to stay around. We've heard the retirement rumors. They're even still going on beyond, like, I heard someone uh, say that they were hearing that the pinstripe bowl could be his last game. I'm tired of that. Either lock it in three or four more years, you're 100% here, or you're out. You're not, like, year, this year to year crap is gonna, it's already old, it's been old. It's going to get mm-hmm. so old. And then you can't make long-term decisions that way, which is how you end up just shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic instead of I know. trying to make a decision that's actually going to build something long-term. Um, so I, that's what that's all I want. I just want clarity. Like Mark D'Antonio to say, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm not done yet. I'm going until I'm 70. We're going to mm-hmm. make this thing right and get back to the heights that we're at because – 
it's going to require some changes and some hard decisions and some doing things differently. He needs to look at Ed Ogeron uh, as a, a beautiful example of how to change and evolve. Look at Nick Saban, his one of his mentors, one of his good friends, how to change, evolve, adapt. And that's not stuff right. you do just like, oh, quick fix. Like, no, that stuff takes time. Like, the whole process from Alabama, 2010 Alabama, through Lane Kiffin to Sark to whatever, to Loxley to Sark, like, that was a process, and now they're an offensive machine. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that stuff right. takes time. It's not just a, a quick one-year fix, and it's got to start it, it, with It's him. time and tough decisions, right? Yeah, and so I, I just want to I, I, I know he doesn't want to fire his friends. I know he doesn't want to fire his friends, and it's very tough for him to do that. However, you're making 4 or $5 million, and you're running the program. Make those tough decisions, be an adult, be a grown up and just do it. Don't talk about this is the bare minimum and then never do anything about it. Like, yes, and if if, do something and if you're not going to do it, that's actually fine. Just retire. Like, it's not if you if, if you are just can't stand the thought of it, just like, no, it won't be my program. I'll be miserable. I don't want to get to know like new people learn how to work with a whole new staff. I yada, yada, yada. I get that from a human standpoint. Like nobody likes that mm-hmm. much change. He's been sure. in a routine. It's worked for him. He's been in a place of comfort. If he at yep. 65 years old, doesn't want to, you know, an age where a lot of people retire. If he doesn't want to throw all that in the air and make a mess and try to fix it all. I get it. That makes sense. But you can't just hold on to this thing and, and watch it slowly die in your hands. Either lock it in, let's do this thing right, or it's time to go. And it's all I want is the clarity. Crap or get off the pot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All I want is the clarity. That's all I want well, for the he's next spe- couple he, of he's months. Speaking, he, he's speaking clarity, but like I just want him to actually back it up. Like, Actions, talk is cheap. Yeah. Yes. Actions speak much louder than words, Matt. You know what? To go back to your question, what do I want to see? One word. Actions. Actions. It's a Actions. good, good way to answer that. Actions. Just appropriate actions. actions that make sense. They don't even have to be the ones that I'm super in favor of. Just actions that make sense. Yes. All right. That's the end of the show. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk some hoops for sure. Um, get, maybe get into Cassius a little bit. Talk about Langford and just sort of where this team sits. It was actually kind of nice to get a look at them without Cassius. Wish it was a little yeah. better team. I wish it was Oakland instead of Western Michigan. I it is unbelievable how bad Western is. <laughs> unbelievable tough. how bad it's that tough. team is. <laughs> tough, dude. Um, but certainly some positive things. Um, Foster Lawyer is the greatest player in the conference. <laughs> yeah, well, my that, man. That's, yeah, case is closed. Man, sixteen five and four. I know. We need to go back to that podcast where I ruled the experiment dead and just deleted from existence. We'll talk about that tomorrow, though. <laughs> It's crazy. The greatest shooter in Michigan high school basketball history can shoot the ball, Matt. <laughs> 16 points on seven shots. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Oh, here we go. 16, 6, and 3. No turnovers. Wow. Um, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean much against Western. Uh, but it was nice to see him just Oh, sure 30. it does. Come on. Let's play a little um, bit. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that, and then we'll you know just keep on plotting plotting down the thing maybe we'll get into some more decade and review stuff here that'll take us into the next decade because we're not going to finish it in time but nah. that's uh that's going to do it for us here on locked on spartans please read my words on mark d'antonio recruiting i put a lot of uh work into it did some research made some graphs 
wrote some stuff. Um, I think there's a lot of really interesting things to look at and consider uh, when it comes to evaluating that. So SpartansWire.usatoday.com. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us on home. Panashuk for Heisman, baby. I, I know it's not too late to get your votes in. Make it happen. Ceremony was two weeks ago. <laughs>